Do you ever feel stuck? Are you a prisoner of a routine that just isn't serving you anymore? Today, we'll talk about living mindfully and making choices with intention. Welcome to The Happy Wizard. I'm your host, Dr. Shiva Guide. I'm a board-certified and licensed clinical psychologist, a public speaker, and an educator. In this podcast series, I'll be sharing strategies to help you heal from the past, navigate everyday challenges, and create a much more meaningful life. Hi, I'm Dr. G, and I'm excited to talk to you today about living with intention. So I came across a little gem of a book a few years ago. It was Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. And for me, this truly felt life-changing. I have moved almost every year of my adult life, which is totally ridiculous, but hey, this is life in Southern California. So my boss is convinced that I'm in the witness protection program and my cousin's husband keeps asking me if I'm a secret agent. And of course I am neither. I just live in Southern California and this is the fate of renters in this absurdly expensive city. Okay, but I digress. The point is that moving annually just automatically prohibits the accumulation of too much stuff. And I have to be honest, Before I discovered this little life-changing book, I probably had not really put a lot of thought into what I was packing up every year. It might not have been a lot of stuff living in small apartments, at least compared to other people, but I was still just throwing everything into boxes and dealing with it later. And of course, when you move so often, a lot of boxes just never get unpacked because I just think, well, You know, this one's not stuff I'll need for the next year. I'll just keep it in a box and then it'll be easier for the next move. So you just end up moving everything from one apartment to another and it becomes this pretty unintentional and thoughtless activity because you're not really giving any thought to all this dead weight, just dragging it from one chapter of your life to the next. So what I loved about this book is that Kondo offered this really elegant and concise approach. And it, for me, it was really a paradigm shift. And I'm guessing that, you know, from how well-known she's become and, you know, how famous she is, she's really a household name at this point, that she's probably had the same or a similar impact on millions of other people across the world. And if you missed it, this really unassuming and joyful Japanese woman recently filmed a documentary series that follows the life of uh, many families in their own journeys to declutter the inside and the outside of their lives. And if you haven't seen it, I really recommend the series because it complements the book and it shows you tangibly how to put these, these tools and the, this guidance into action. It really just brings her strategies to life. So in my own introspection, I realized that I had kept a lot of items that either had some sort of sentimental meaning to me or I just thought that I might use them again one day, I might need them. And this is probably a pretty common scenario for people. I didn't really ever consider whether each of these items gave me joy, only whether they had utility. And honestly, you know, in the chronic exhaustion of adult life, Many of my moves over the past few decades were pretty thoughtless. It just turned into this mechanical process that was based on habit where I just packed and unpacked 
the same things in the same way year after year. And I never stopped to question whether or not I could or should change things up. I'm happy to report to all of you that in my most recent move, I finally set aside some designated time to sift through my boxes of old cards and memorabilia. And, you know, mind you, this was something I'd wanted to do for at least the past decade. I think what caught me off guard was what an emotional experience it was for me. It, it took me several days and a box of Kleenex. And I now understand why Kondo recommends that this be the last part of your house that you clean up. Anyway, I took many, many trips down memory lane and I even found some artwork from high school. Yikes. I'm not sure I should have anything from high school at this point. So I, I found myself thinking over and over again in the spirit of this new lens that I learned from Kondo and trying to channel Marie Kondo. You know, I'd have this thought, good God, why do I still have this? Why do I keep packing and unpacking all of this shit? What's the reason? And then I'd think about it. And then more importantly, I'd start to ask myself, okay, regardless of what I've done in the past, right now, what is my intention? I'm not going to worry about the past. I'm not going to beat myself up for being a pack rat and that not serving me well. What about now? You know, and I'd ask myself with each item, does this bring me joy? And taking this approach and asking this very simple question, again, such an obvious thing, it was really a game changer. Sometimes I relapse and so I pull out the book and I try to re-implement the strategies and start over, all over again and get back on track with, you know, how I shop or what I keep in my space. Seriously though, COVID and Amazon Prime did not help this endeavor. Okay, so the truth is I relapse often. Sometimes I forget and I get caught up in this completely emotional purchase, okay, retail therapy, only to regret it later and often with the option not to return the item. And I suspect this is probably like many of you, um, especially in the frenzy of the early months of COVID. I ended up with every possible baking product and lofty plans to be completely self-sufficient through what I anticipated would be like a zombie apocalypse. And the truth is I don't bake and I really don't like to cook either. <laughs> but here I am now equipped with a rolling pin, baking sheets and five different kinds of flour. Okay, but for the most part, as long as I'm mindful, I move through my day and this doesn't happen on a regular basis, thank goodness. So it's been a few years since I first read and digested Marie Kondo's ideas. And after getting a pretty good handle on surrounding myself with only items that bring me joy in my home, I've started to translate her lessons to the rest of my life. Now, thinking about creating a life that brings me joy is equally as important as creating a space that brings me joy. You know, life and especially adult life can be frantic. And I think it can get really easy to lose sight of the big picture when you're just swallowed up by this nonstop adulting. And so it's easy to give way to habits, you know, habit thoughts, habit feelings, habit behaviors. And the problem is, is that 
as you start to unconsciously slip into these repetitive patterns of behaviors, it's easy to forget why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. I'm not sure that most of us even stop to ask ourselves very often if this is something that we still want in our life. And thing, I use that word to include people as well. You know, think about it. How many times did you just pick up the same exact items at the grocery store? Just because it's a habit. It's what you always get and it's what you always eat. How often do you drive home the same way? How often do you do the same exact workout or hang out at the same places with the same groups of people doing the same thing? Think about clothing, right? Back to stuff. If you're like me, despite having a very full closet, shamefully full of clothes, you only wear probably the same 10 items in your closet just because they're comfortable and they're your go-to. And sure, maybe they really are comfortable, but maybe it's not serving your life well. You know, as silly as it sounds, maybe wearing or trying some new thing will open up your life to a new opportunity. You know, I'm not saying that we don't need rituals and routines. Those are really good for us too. But if we don't stay open to other possibilities, then we might have trouble adapting through life. And we might experience a lot of distress when things start changing around us. And of course, these are all things out of our control. COVID's a perfect example of this. So one fundamental truth that we all just have to accept is that change is inevitable, no matter what we do to combat it. So what if instead of fighting against change by trying to keep things the same, we embrace change? we might also find more meaning in our lives. And I can tell you that as I've gotten older, I feel like I've grown a greater capacity to experience things like compassion and gratitude and radical acceptance and humility. And I, I suspect this is a pretty common thing. Um, if I ever did before, I don't take my life or anything in it for granted at this point in my life ever. I try to take more time out to tell the people I love that I love them and see them, spend time with them whenever feasible. My quote, circle of trust has also shrunken down to probably what I can count on a couple hands. And it's okay. It's okay because, you know, you realize things as you mature and you experience more things in life. I've realized that love and happiness come as a package deal with pain and trauma is isolating, aging is isolating, even the American lifestyle of workaholism is isolating. And knowing this, I have felt more and more a need to constantly reevaluate the ways that I'm living my own life. Okay, so living with intention. Using intention as the origin and the catalyst for change. Mindfully choosing and articulating intention for every thought, every feeling, or every action that we make. Now, when I have a thought that I think is unhealthy, I ask myself, what is the purpose of this thought? What is my intention? Does this serve me well? I might even ask myself, does this bring me joy? 
asking these kinds of questions helps me immediately challenge what I'm thinking and it gives me an opportunity to replace an unhelpful thought with maybe something a little bit more worthwhile or meaningful. Now when I eat something, I ask myself, what is my intention? What is the purpose of this food? You know, maybe my kale and turmeric eggs omelet doesn't need to bring me immediate joy, but feeling and being healthy and not having to go to the doctor a lot does bring me joy. And every ingredient in my omelet has purpose. So at the end of the day, I'm eating with intention and my intention is good health. This idea of living with intention has taken on even more relevance than ever with the global pandemic and the panic that's like swept across the planet. You know, if we don't take a moment to pause and consider our intentions for everything we think, everything we say, everything we do, we might also find ourselves wrapped up in a frenzy of these repeated and meaningless patterns and toilet paper, right? (laughs) And so these patterns are just nothing more than habits. It's really been a very scary time. And now more than ever before, there could be a very high cost if we continue to give in to habits because habits are seductive. But just because something's a habit doesn't mean it's helpful. And it, it might actually be harmful. You know, just because something's a habit doesn't mean it's meaningful or important or real. It just means it's a habit and we can change habits. So let's take a minute right now and I want you to think about some of your own habits. Do you find yourself just having a train of habit thoughts, a string of habit thoughts about yourself or other people? It's usually a tip off if you start feeling angry or sad or scared for an extended amount of time that you are having a negative train of thought. Next time that happens, ask yourself, The question, what is the purpose of this thought? What is my intention? How is this thought helping me? Or is this thought harming me? And you can even ask yourself, does this thought bring me joy? You might have some pretty immediate clarity about this thought not being a useful thought. And remember, whether it's true or not is irrelevant and meaningless. Because all we're left with at the end of this whole thing is the consequence of your thoughts. So changing an unhealthy or unhelpful thought into a more useful, healthier one will also make you feel a whole lot better. And remember, there's there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's only what you believe. There's only healthy or unhealthy, useful or useless. And what you believe is either going to help you thrive or it can poison you. When the quarantine started, did you feel completely lost in terms of what to do to entertain yourself or your children? Many of you I know did. If you're like me, maybe your exercise routine was completely disrupted and maybe it still is. You know, what about your social life? What about your dining habits? What about your shopping habits? Um, Did you change your work location or did your work schedule change somehow? Maybe it's still not what it was before. The point is that now more than ever is the time for all of us to meticulously evaluate our lives. Now is the time to carefully evaluate the intention behind every choice you make. 
And if you do discover that there are some thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and activities, and even friends or acquaintances that just simply no longer serve your life and your purpose, then now is your opportunity to change what you want. The entire world was turned upside down and some of it never turned right side up. So you can take advantage of the chaos and use this momentum to create real change in your life. Folks, habits are hard to change, but they're a lot easier to change when we don't have a choice. And research supports this. So since early 2020, none of us have had a choice. So just to summarize, remember to ask yourself these simple questions. What is my intention? What is the purpose? Is this meaningful? Does this serve me well? Does this serve my life well? And of course, does this bring me joy? Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you've learned at least one new thing that you can practice this week. Please feel free to share feedback and submit ideas for future topics at happywizardpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, stay safe and healthy until we meet again.